Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I am superstar Frank Morano. One of the aspects of this show that I think has really improved it, and most people seem to like, is the addition of Noam Layden in the final hour of this program. And uh, I think he's great. I mean, he finds all these stories. I don't know where he finds them. I'm reading, you know, between newsletters and newspapers, 50 or 60 publications a day, and he still, every day, manages to surprise me with a, a story that I have missed. Now, he also does these stories that make you think. So he brought to our attention last week, I think it was thir- uh, Wednesday, maybe. I don't remember which day, but it was last week. He brought to our attention the the fact that there's now a push to limit, have cars manufactured with a basically a built-in speed limit. You know, I was looking at the car that I drive today. You can drive it, I mean, if you could, you could drive it up to 160 miles per hour. Now, there's nowhere in the United States, at least not that I'm aware of, where you can legally drive a car that's 160 miles per hour. So when you think about it, why should you be able to have a car that goes faster than the law will allow anywhere, anywhere. Um, and I made the comparison to weapons. You're allowed to have a gun, but try and get a machine gun, it's very, very difficult. You're allowed to have a, a rifle, but getting an automatic rifle, thats a fully automatic rifle, that's something that um, unless there are special, special circumstances... Even in a state that has very liberal gun laws, when I say liberal, I mean they allow them, is very, very difficult. So why should you be able to have a car that drives 180 miles per hour? And I've been thinking about that all week. And then I came across this statement yesterday as I was doing research on this uh, that has a similar suggestion. Now, understand, there's this new study that shows... As Forbes reported, 
most drivers in this country engage in dangerous behavior and speeders are the worst. And speeding is the cause of about one third of all traffic fatalities in the United States. Now, one way that they've tried to deal with this is with speed cameras. And I'm sure that has helped, you know, and I say this as somebody that recently paid several hundred dollars in speed camera tickets because I was going 40 miles per hour in an area that was 30. But now the National Transportation Safety Board has recommended that all new automobiles come equipped with technology meant to make speeding difficult or impossible. And this latest recommendation comes after an accident in Las Vegas that killed nine people. This is the second such recommendation from the NTSB in six years. But road safety advocates, are they're not optimistic about this being adopted, despite speed being a common factor in auto fatalities. So what they're proposing, the NTSB, is something called Intelligent Speed Assistant Technology, or ISA. And it uses GPS and sign recognition to prevent vehicles from exceeding the speed limit in a given zone. And it's been met by auto manufacturers with very little enthusiasm. And the recommendation has not yet been adopted by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. So it's been adopted by the NTSB, the National Transportation Safety Board, but not yet by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Last year, more than 12,000 people in this country died in speeding-related crashes. Hundreds of thousands of more were injured. So what about this intelligent speed assistance technology? How does it differ from traditional speed-limiting devices? Apparently, it differs in that there isn't a flat speed cap. The limiting effect takes into account the speed limit of where a person is driving. And this technology was one of several recommendations the NTSB made um, recently in their final report regarding safety recommendations. Look, we've got to do something about traffic deaths in this country. It's a real problem. And traffic injuries. I know people that have been killed and been severely injured by speeders. And my my own stepmother, for instance, almost died. And she had to have uh, a lot of rehab. She was in a wheelchair. She was in a cast. This is uh, two years ago. And it was a – no, it was uh, four years ago because right before we got married. And it was a very painful year of recovery because someone was speeding as she was walking with my father. And uh, I don't know how fast she was going, but it was a lot faster than the – legal 25 miles per hour or 30 miles per hour on this residential uh, street slammed into her and threw her basically 10 feet back. That was the kind of impact. And she was uh, taken to the hospital. Thankfully, she survived, but she easily could have died. And I'm sure you have people that have similar stories about speed. So why shouldn't there be some sort of, I don't know, built-in speed limiter. David Zipper, who's a visiting fellow at Harvard, who focuses on uh, transportation policy, 
wrote an op-ed in defense of intelligence speed assistance technology. He said, uh, the approaches we've had for decades aren't working. Nagging people to abide by speeding laws only works once in a while. A more natural place to focus is on car design. Zipper said there's no reason for anyone to travel more than 20 miles per hour over the speed limit on any road, and the dangers associated with that kind of speeding are avoidable if we install this well-known technology. I'll be honest, I think they, you know, again, and I don't like these speed cameras because I'm somebody that gets whacked with them a lot. I think I'm open to this. Unless you can create a compelling reason why this should not be adopted, I think I'm open to this. 800-848-9222. What do you think? Now, a law professor that's been a guest on this show, Professor John Banzoff, uh, in fact, maybe we'll, we'll invite him on tomorrow. He's of George Washington University, a brilliant lawyer, but he's also an MIT-trained engineer. Uh, he's got two U.S. patents. He's the kind of guy that you really can never be friends with because he's so brilliant and he makes you feel like you don't know anything. And he came out with a proposal that was a little bit even more simple. He said there's a simple way using existing technology to slash these uh, speeding deaths. And um, he said the NTSB recommending their proposal with GPS and everything, uh, comparing the GPS and the speed limits, that doesn't necessarily work. But Bonzoff said that um, it would, since virtually all modern cars already have a high-speed limiter, as an integral part of the existing onboard computer, which controls them, a much better and more immediate way to limit high-speed accidents would be to simply reset the ridiculously high speed to which these devices are now typically set by the manufacturer to a more reasonable one. Such a move, he says, would largely prevent accidents from road racing by teens and others, stuck throttle runway incidents and accidents caused by drunks and others who drive at excessive speeds. So whether it's the Bonzoff solution or what the NTSB is proposing, what do you think of this? Should there be a limit on how fast you can drive a car? I think my vote is yes. What do you think? 800-848-9222. Roger is in Massachusetts. What do you think, Roger? Yeah, I guess I would have to agree. I'm a car guy anyway, but our trucks have a tattletale uh, system which notifies um, headquarters and with the GPS keeping track of the speed limits uh, all along the road as you go. And uh, so that tech, some of that technology is available. I guess limiting the top speed on regular cars, I guess to a more reasonable, that suggestion sounded decent. And this would open up a new business. I have thought for quite some time because, you know, it's nice to have a Ferrari or, or a Corvette, and those cars are nice. So what you do, you, you get a group of friends, and you form a club. Everyone chips in every, every month a certain amount, and once a year rent a racetrack. They could build tracks. Some business could start building tracks where you could take your exotic car and provide it when you get there that passes the safety, uh, a little safety inspection. You know, spend a few hours you with a have with a dozen friends, whatever, racing. That could be a whole business. There's lots of, you know, open areas here and there. And um and 
that's my solution because so many cars are made. They're nice, 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 mm-hmm. but they can. But they're made. Who can enjoy, who can enjoy a Ferrari these days, really? So that's my suggestion. And I'd like to make one quick comment about Julianne Margulies. Sure. That um, she, um, thank you. She um, didn't need her apology. Wasn't really an apology because she didn't need to. She just stated the fact about look before you leak. If you want to jump into something that's trendy, well, why don't you do your homework first before you leap into it? I, and I agree with that. Yeah, she didn't have to I, I don't disagree with you, uh, Roger. I just wish then, if that's the case, she would have stood by her initial statement without any sort of modifier. Just say, you know, I said what I said, and yeah. I stand by what I'm saying. I mean, just th- this whole, this whole, and, and look, and I'm the worst with this because I'm a, I'm the kind of person that hates to be disliked by anyone. And, you know, a lot of times I'll end up apologizing in countless situations that I probably shouldn't just because I just don't like being disliked. But uh, so I, I, pro- I might have said something similar. But, I mean, if you really believe that, it's clear to me that she does. Just stick with that. What are you backing off for? So someone just texted me about this uh, proposal to have this uh, intelligent um, – this intelligent – you know, whatever it's called, this uh, ISA, Intelligent Speed Assistance Technology, that anti-American government control. I mean, couldn't you say that about anything that's in cars? I mean, there are all sorts of provisions that are in cars and that involve driving that are regulations. You have to wear a seatbelt. That wasn't always the case. Cars have to wear airbags. That wasn't always the case. Thank you, Ralph Nader. There were all sorts of other areas of driving a car or aspects of driving a car that were much more dangerous than they currently are. Are we really saying rip out the airbags, rip out the seatbelts, rip out the car seats? No. I mean, there was a time, I'm sure a lot of you remember this, that when you when you would bring your newborn home from the hospital, it would the mom would hold the newborn on her, not on her lap, but hold the newborn in the car, sometimes in the front seat. Now, you, you should try to do that. People would think that that's barbaric. But you learn more about what's causing accidents, and you look at how you can limit them. It's not, it's not anti-American to regulate safety when it comes to cars, especially this is something, unlike so many of the problems that we come up with, which are imaginary, this is a real problem. People speeding and killing people. So why shouldn't the manufacturers, whether it's what Bonsoff is proposing or what the NTSB is proposing, why shouldn't the cars have a built-in limiter? 800-848-9222. Carol is in Yonkers. What do you think, Carol? Hi, I agree with every single thing, every single thing that you said. I was telling the call screener, um, I'll try to limit it. Um, you know, I'm not a fa- I was never was really a fast, fast driver. I can go 70 on the highways, but, you know, I'm always respectful and I'm aware. I look all, all around. But um, I had an experience when I was um, trying to go for a school um, crossing cart job. I'm a retired nurse, and I'm a super, super careful girl. And I had to quit after four days. I'm almost out of breath thinking about it because I almost got killed. Ooh. On, on, um, and I was posted. I mean, Scarsdale police couldn't have been nicer. What a group of nice guys. I could say girls, but I didn't meet any. 
all guys, young, nice. It was on Route 22. And um, it's a state road. That's the difference. Now, they don't have a jurisdiction over the state road, you see. So it's limited um, of what they can do. Long story short, what happened was nobody, uh, nobody want, this is, the, this is the real, honest to God's truth. And these days, no one wants to stop. So I go out there, you know, you push the flasher. Um, when you see it's kind of quiet, you hold the kids back. You go out to the middle, you put your arms out. And I had all the, the clothes, you know, everything on that would indicate, plus the lights were flashing, that the people have to stop. I had people mad that they had to stop. I had people who didn't know what the heck I was doing out there. I had people I could tell they didn't speak English, even though I speak Spanish, I'm bilingual. Um, I could tell by their faces they were confused. So maybe they're giving out license without licenses without um, having them speak the language about knowing the rules of the road. It could be a myriad of reasons. But all I know is that I tossed and turned that night and I made the decision by 6 a.m. can't do this anymore. I don't blame you. Get- I don't blame you, uh, Carol. And uh, I appreciate I'm sorry you had to go through all that. I appreciate you sharing your perspective, Carol. Uh, I'm just curious. What are you doing now? Nothing. I'm on. Um, I work 43 years as a nurse, so I'm retired. And, I, and I, you know, it was kind of crummy. I did have um, COVID for, twice, and um, I'm not unhappy at home, but I'm looking for something else. Yeah. And I will do something else. But the thing is, you know, I brought with, you know, a lot of experience. You know, I was looking forward to working with the kids and the families. Yeah. But you know what I feel like? You know what is the big thing, too? Nobody. I'm t- I, I just wish I could go out in the middle of the night and whitewash all of those uh, school, um, all of those crossing, not definitely for school, but for anywhere in any municipality, crossing the streets, they're false security because no one stops. Yeah, uh, Carol, that's my experience, and I, I think the mentality that you're describing is precisely the reason that there's got to be some sort of a change here. Carol, thank you. 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. Original Rick is in Original Jersey. Hello. Yes, good morning, Frank. Good morning. Um, I want to talk about the speed limit thing, but first, let me ask you, on those tickets you're getting on the speed uh, cameras, are you sure they're not also getting points because here in new yeah in new york they don't do that in new york oh oh, you don't know you don't know who's driving oh 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 that's right the the driver has to get it not the car right like parking the car gets it gotcha yeah exactly gotcha okay on the speed limit thing how would it know that they're trying to pass somebody you know if you've got to pass somebody you have to go about 20 miles an hour faster than or at least and if someone's going to 60, the limit 65, they're going 75, you got to go 85, 90 to get around them. If there's some reason you have to get around them, is that going to just all of a sudden limit you, kick I, you down, and you get hit by the other car coming the other way? You know, you know? I, I don't I don't know, honestly. I think um, I think it's a fair question, but I would I think people that are advocates of this, uh, maybe they'll make it 30 miles per hour. Maybe they'll make it 30 miles per hour. But I think people that are advocates would say, you know, you shouldn't really be driving more than 86 miles per hour, even if you are passing someone. Yeah, well, that's easy to say, but there are times where you need to, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sure you've been in that situation where you just got to get around somebody. And I just think it's bad. It's a bad precedent. You know, what it is, is we can't control you by morally stuff. So we're going to do it 
heavy handed. And I don't like that. It's like, no. All right. But, but so, so Rick, yeah. let's let's say we don't do this. Right. Last year, more than 12,000 people in this country died in speeding related crashes. What would you do to limit that number? Uh, more education to what happens when you speed. I remember before holidays, they used to bring wrecks, car wrecks, really mangled cars, and put them on like in front of the uh, uh, city hall and stuff, saying, slow down. You know, it would remind you what could happen. I don't think people realize the, what happens when you get in an accident. Well, I, I think, think that's I think that's an interesting point uh, because, you know, I, I was reading over the weekend, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal or, or some paper, I don't remember which one, about this group, this nonprofit group that actually has the victims of of traffic accidents meet with the person that was driving, the person that was at fault, and uh, they're hoping that this leads to fewer traffic accidents. So far, none of these educational programs have worked, though. Someone just sent me a text, which I think is interesting, and maybe there's something to this. This person sent me a text, and you could text me as well, 8168-Morano. The government would never let that happen because then they would be losing money that they could be uh, that they could be getting from speed cameras. You know, that is interesting. These speed cameras and other, and just speed traps in general, have become a cash cow for the municipalities. That That is absolutely the case. You wonder, maybe the government is, is okay with a little bit of speeding because they're getting their cut. It's not the craziest thing I've heard. 800-848-9222. The lovely Lisa is in Connecticut. Hello, Lisa. Hey, uh, so your last caller had a really great point about um, that. And I remember being in in certain places where the cars were right out in front and, you know, to basically remind you to slow down or not to drink and drive and stuff like that. That's a really good case. But what I wanted to say is this, is that, yeah, we really need to worry about safety, right? But I had a situation just the other night where I was on the highway, right? And you know I do a lot of driving, and, and this is why I, I, I'm up late at night because I do the deliveries and stuff at night, right? I had a situation where I was in the middle lane of a three-lane highway. Someone in my rear view, rear, rear view mirror came up so fast, and luckily I saw that, that I had to rev my engine, pull over to the side to the right, and he flew by to the left lane. If I didn't see that, I would have been done for. It wow. was really bad. He was racing the car. So, I mean, there is a point that you have. Obviously, we need to have some education, of maybe educating people about safety and this and that, and do those types of things. But American muscle cars, this and that, like, uh, if you start telling people with American muscle cars and this and that, like, that they have to have limiters, I think it's going to cause a big problem. And a big problem with the whole car industry as a whole isn't really doing very well in America as it is. And that's going to put a struggle on just the car manufacturers to have sales. You know, because a lot of people want to go buy the, the, the latest Maserati or the Ferrari or the, you know, the Jeep with the really, you know, good engine that revs up and stuff. But, I think educating people in the knowledge and maybe, you know, maybe we shouldn't have 140 miles an hour or whatever. My, my Rogue has 140 on there, but 
you know, you're the call. I had a point where that saved my life because I had to go at a maximum speed to get out of the way of or, um, that guy. Maybe he was a drunk driver or something, you know? Right. I mean, I guess, and I hear what you're saying, but I guess that person that was being reckless in your case, he would have mm-hmm. also been subject to the the limiter. Yeah. I mean, I it definitely, and I was just on the highway even before there were three cars racing around and it was kind of scary, you know? So, but if you start doing that sort of like a big brother thing, you know what I mean? We're telling everybody with the whole car industry that, oh, we, no, you can't go too fast now. I think it's not, I don't know. I, I think it's going to have a bad impact on the manufacturing aspect of sales. You know what I mean? But we do need to do something about the safety aspect, that's for sure. All right, Lisa, thank you. Appreciate that. 800-848-9222. Uh, John is on Staten Island. Hi, John. Hey, Frank. This is John Vito. I mean, I miss you. I don't meet you anymore. So for some reason, I miss you when you have some kind of uh, presentation or whatever. Well, see, I want to get together with you. In, in fact, I want to invite you to see my nativity scene that I, I set up outside and inside. I think you will love that. And your baby that I never met. I know he's growing good. Anyway, uh, I, I thought about this stuff since I was involved with the tractor all my years, my career on bridges and tunnels. I, I really believe that an engine, by design to perform with less speed, could probably give us economy into the use of gasoline, in a way. Then the other thing, on the Adumbra, they have 140. Nobody should ever attempt to get this speed because... The cars, the way they're designed, if you want to try to get the speed just to see the needle go up, you're not going to have control. No matter how good you are as a driver, the road is not right. fit for it. The people, they want to run, and they want to have, they, they're a little foolish and childish. They want to run, they have to go to the Pocono racetrack, which is only two hours away. They can fly if they want, if they put wings on the side. They could do that. <laughs> the, 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 the speed is not made. You don't need that much speed to pass someone. Right. You only need a 20 miles per hour. So, I, so I it sounds right like now, I was it, in Carolina. Right, it I, sounds like you're in favor of this then. No, 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 no. You, no, no, you, you need it. It's a necessity. Mm-hmm. necessity. You've got a lot of fools up there. We're not all the same in anything we do in life. You could be under percent, but still, you're human. You can mess up, and you could create a big trouble. Right. You don't know the road. The level changes, slips, pothole, anything could put you on the tree. You could kill people. Take Allen Boulevard. No, I know. I I absolutely know. know, uh, John Vito, before we we move on to someone else, give us a a few bars of a a song. If people who haven't heard you, you're a great singer. Give us a little something. Okay. uh, All right. Uh, You know what? Since it's Christmas time, I do. I I will do the Bing Crosby. Uh, The Bing Crosby. uh, what's the song? Oh my God! Why Christmas? I dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know. When the trees, I forget about uh-huh. and the children. <laughs> All been, right, not bad, John Vito. Not no, bad. No, I'm, I'm just hey, you know you you know what? I don't listen to you as much. Because you keep me up so much for 30 <laughs> seconds and this and that. So it's better. But today, you know, my wife came to bed late. She woke me up. I complained to her. I said, what the hell? Now you wake me up. 
So then I said, I'll, I'll, let me put Frank on. But if I put it, then I'm going to end up calling. All right. call John Vito, I'm anyway, glad to hear from you. Uh, have a Merry miles, Christmas if I, I don't talk to you. 70 miles because I could end up put 20 miles just to try. I tried the car for the first time, 100 miles per hour, okay? And it's an, a RAV4. The car doesn't have stability on the road. After you go 80 miles, you don't. So I had the 90, 100 miles just for one minute. And I was like a chicken. I was scared a little bit. You go 70, 80 miles when you can have 70. That's it. The car. That's what the car John Vito, have. thank you. I appreciate it. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Uh, somebody just messaged me, what good is it if half the other cars don't have speed control? Well, no. The idea is all the cars would have speed, intelligent speed assistance technology. All the cars. Just like all the cars have to have seat belts or airbags. All the cars. Not just some. Uh, Matt Blaze, you have an opinion on this at all? If there's going to be any kind of limit, I would say make it maybe like 10 or 15 miles over the speed limit. Well, no, no, they're saying 20. Oh, okay. Well, then that's fine. That's okay I'm okay with, with that. Right, I'm good. Okay. All right. I don't go more than 20. All right. Well, that's uh, good I mean, to know. It's New Jersey. Exactly. exactly. All so right. Speedlum is a suggestion. <laughs> this is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Elvis Presley singing Suspicious Minds. This is a birthday bumper music selection from my friend Mike Early. Well, he's not really a friend of mine. I know him. We're friendly enough. But he is a friend of my friend Anthony Magliaca. 
He uh, is a nurse anesthetist here in New York, and he is uh, a nice guy, a great guy, and he is celebrating his birthday today. Hopefully, all of his birthday wishes come true. Hey, speaking of birthdays and so forth, you know, we, we had a small birthday party for Carmine last weekend. Very small. It was really mostly just family and a couple of people that have children around his age. It was mostly a kids slash family party, a couple of neighbors as well. And um, we still, there was a fair amount of people there, 50, 50 people, 55 people, whatever. So a lot of people brought him gifts, you know, toys, cars, whatever. And we're now in the process of uh, sending thank yous to them. So my wife thought it would be a good idea, and I agree with her, to do sort of just rather than a generic thank you card, have special thank you cards printed with Carmine's picture on it. So we took a photo of him in front of our Christmas tree. And, you know, my wife designed the card. She has a good eye for this kind of thing. And then the idea is that's the front of the thank you card and the back is blank. And we write, hey, thank you, you know, from the, you know for your nice gift from the Moranos or some such thing. And my wife asked me, do you – what if in addition to the 40 or so thank yous that we're going to send to people, what if I got another 20 just to send as emergency Christmas cards? Because we don't do Christmas cards. And there's a lot of reasons why, but basically it's – you know, I, I know too many people and too many people would be on my Christmas card list. And unfortunately, every minute of our day – Every day is completely spoken for, and I'm not about to spend two, three hours a day writing out Christmas cards. I'm sorry. Not not going to do it. I mean, I love getting them. It's nice to be thought of. It's wonderful, especially pictures of people's family. But what she said, well, what if we got just a 20 extra of these Christmas cards with, or with Carmine in front of the Christmas tree? It's a cute picture of him. It's him in a nice Christmas sweater in front of the tree. And what if we got an extra 20 and we just send out as reciprocal Christmas cards to people that we're very close to that sent us a Christmas card? Fine. Great. Good. So that's what we did. So my wife is designing this card. And she said, uh, hey, do you care what's what's on this card? Are, are you going to make a big deal if it's happy holidays versus Merry Christmas? I said, no. Do whatever whatever you want. Whatever you want. So my wife suggests, selects Happy Holidays, which covers a lot of ground. Covers Christmas, covers Hanukkah, covers uh, New Year's Eve Eve. And you could send it to, or it covers Kwanzaa, and you could send it to everybody, right? Happy Holidays. We had had dinner with uh, another couple uh, that we're friends with on Saturday. And my friend, the, the woman in the couple starts to say Happy Holidays. Her husband interrupts her and says, please don't say happy holidays. We're all Christian here. You can say Merry Christmas. I, you know, I'm the least politically correct person around. I don't have a problem with happy holidays. I think especially for something for our purposes, like a a thank you card for a gift for Carmine that's going to be sent to a variety of people with many different faiths. And um, I don't think there's anything wrong with happy holidays. I mean, we have people that we're sending to that are Muslim, that are Jewish. Why shouldn't they 
I, I get just as much of a, a happy holiday as somebody that celebrates the same holidays we do. But some people get really annoyed with that, that it's happy holidays. I mean, I get it. I get that uh, people feel that, um, you know, the, there's an attack on Christmas. But I feel like I've been hearing about that for 30 years. I don't, I don't have an issue with happy holidays. Where, where, do you, uh, where are you on the happy holidays front? You're Jewish, so I don't imagine. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I, even if people said Merry Christmas to me, I, I don't. I just go, oh, Merry Christmas. I, don't, I just don't understand why people make such a big deal about it. And in that uh, instance that you're talking about, like what is the problem? So somebody said happy holidays and I'm Merry Christmas. Did they think like, oh, they're specifically saying happy holidays because they don't want to offend anybody, and that's the reason you say that. Like when they do that in schools and in other places, people get all up in arms about it because, oh, it's so politically correct that they're like, we're canceling Merry Christmas. You're not allowed to say that anymore. I I just don't see why it's such a big deal. But yeah, neither do, and especially holiday. What it means is holy day. It's not as if you're you're destroying religion by by saying that. But um, I'll but tell yeah, you- I guess because I'm thinking you don't say happy holiday on like the Fourth of July. You only say it around Christmas, and I guess because there's multiple right, holidays. All, well, also because they're all bunched in, right? right? You're, true. You, you have all these holidays together at the same part of the year, right? But with well, Easter and Passover, nobody says Happy yeah, Holidays either, no, right? But which are around you, the same time. You, you're celebrating one or the other, right? I mean, right. it's not unusual to go from celebrating Thanksgiving to you know Christmas Eve to Christmas to. New Year's Eve to New Year's Day, and I'm not even including the people like me who celebrate New Year's Eve Eve. So it's just easier to say Happy Holidays and get them all in. Yeah, there. exactly. Right, exactly. So I, I don't, I don't know why that's an issue with so many people, but um, our thank you card for Carmine is going out with, with Happy Holidays. Here's something my wife did have an issue with. You know, I'm one of these people that still gets the newspapers delivered, and. Uh, you know, our we have one newspaper delivery person. She listens to this show. She might be listening right now. She's welcome to call in. Wonderful lady, Donna, goes out of her way to uh, make sure the newspaper is delivered to us all the time. A lot of times she'll include a little note. I remember one time her son was getting married. She said, I might get the newspaper to you a little late on Saturday. It was just so thoughtful. And whenever I've met her, she's always super nice, very polite. Whereas the people that deliver some of the other newspapers, I have to – sometimes it'll be pouring rain. I'll have to go in, rent a scuba diving outfit and swim out to the curb to get this newspaper because in the pouring rain, they just throw it out of the car, not a care as to where it lands. Donna will put the newspaper right on our front porch as conveniently located as possible. And sometimes, and I see her on the ring camera, she will collect the other newspapers that have been thrown haphazardly, and she will, you know, put those with her newspaper. Now, to me, this is exactly the type of person that deserves a Christmas tip. And my wife and I recently made our list of people that we need to tip this year, right, uh, I don't want to say the whole list, but, you know, it's probably similar for you. So last year I had earmarked this tip for Donna. She refuses to take it. 
refuses to take it. I left it for her. She texts me and she says, I am not taking any money. Uh, Give it to that adorable child of yours. Refused to take it. I tried to chase her down with a Christmas card. Refused to take. And we're not talking a life-altering amount of money here. We're talking a very modest amount of money. I wish I could give a life-altering amount of money. It's very slight. So then contrast that attitude with the people that deliver three of the other newspapers that we have. This weekend, on last this past weekend, on both Saturday and Sunday, there's a pre-printed card from Leah and Dan, I think their names are. And it's pre-printed and it says, hey, happy holidays. If you enjoy the service, now keep in mind, I have never spoken to these people once. They drive by and they will chuck the newspaper out of their car. And if it happens to land on my property, great. So as they drive by, they'll maybe throw the newspaper in my general direction. They have a printed thing here that I got on both Saturday and Sunday that says, if you enjoy the newspaper service that we've been providing all year round, we would really appreciate a tip. They're basically soliciting a tip, and there's an envelope that they include for you to put the tip in. And so my wife says to me when she's looking at this, and she she says, first of all, who's Leah and Dan? I said, well, I came with the newspapers. I think they're the newspaper people. And uh, she said, oh, I hate that. I hate when people ask for tips. And I, I honestly never really thought about that. But it is a little gauche. Sometimes people will do something and ask for a commendation on the air. I found that. I find that to be a little pretentious. You should get a commendation or a tip because you you deserve it. Not because you're soliciting it. Most of the people in my experience that I think are most deserving of a tip, they either are like Donna or my former bus driver, Larry, who they not only don't ask for it, they won't accept it. And it's yet the people that do look for these tips that I think are somehow less deserving. So I said to Rachel, what do you want to do? She said, well, do you think Donna is not going to accept her gift again this year? And I said, unfortunately, I probably think she will. She, I mean, meaning she won't accept it. And she said, well, I guess we can give them Donna's tip. So I guess that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to attempt to tip Donna for Christmas. And if not, it doesn't work, give it to these other newspaper people. Uh, Matt Blaze, what do you make of that? Do you agree with Rachel that uh, actually asking for tips is, I don't know, a little a little much? Yeah, I always think it's a little tacky. Do you penalize the person asking? It depends on what it is. And I guess if it's something like when I go to a store and there's a tip jar and it's just for people that are just doing their regular job, I'm not giving them a tip. I don't think I've ever left in a tip in a tip jar. But if it's somebody who... I might have given a tip anyway. I don't know that I'd penalize them, but I still don't think they should ask for a tip. Right, right. Like, I'll tell you who I might tip um, in this building, really maybe the only person, sorry to disappoint you, is Omar, the uh, the doorman downstairs. That guy is so great. First of all, he's so polite. He's so friendly. He's not asleep 
like, uh, you know, I've seen in other buildings. He's not playing super loud music. He's got a great attitude. He's cooperative. He he, he makes sure everybody gets in here who's supposed to be in here. But there are no extra layers of bureaucracy. He always says, have a good day. To me, that guy is the perfect doorman. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to give him a little something. But uh, if he were to actually hand me a, what, what, basically a bill, I wouldn't like that at all. Um, so that's kind of where I am on the Christmas tip situation. By the way, do, can we have an agreement that we're not getting uh, anything for anybody here? Is that is that that's a, that's a kind of like a given that's at this given. point? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, well, why is that a given? Because we haven't before. Right. So okay. why would well, we? Why would we start now? Yeah. Exactly. We right. want to have a Christmas secret Santa. Yeah. Well, no, I don't. No, I don't either. I, I'm so. in. I'm in two secret Santas already, and they've are, they're already too stressful. I'm glad we're oh, not it's doing horrible. that. Horrible. I'm glad we're not doing that here. I'll tell you this one time though. I participated. You know, I used to do a uh, a show on another cable network, and I wasn't based in the studio where they all were. So they were having a Christmas party, and they asked me, "Do you want to participate in the secret Santa?" I said, "Sure." So I went out, and I I was assigned a person. And I went out and researched who, this person who I'd never met. And I went and put a lot of thought into what their Secret Santa gift was going to be. And there was no Secret Santa gift for me. And I really so, felt so they, left, whole... so they left you out of the Secret Santa? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They did. I didn't like that at all. It was so they said, do you want to participate? Four years ago. They want to, do you want to participate? But then nobody put your name yeah, in. It's exa- I mean, it's not a big deal. I mean, you're talking a $40, $35 gift, whatever. But the point is the thought and the, the fact that I went out of my way to go to that Christmas party uh, so that I could give it to this person who I didn't even end up meeting, but I, I left it for them and never got a thank you either. But how, so, how did you get involved? Like, how did you pick the name? The, res- the receptionist assigned me a name. That's why I don't understand. I didn't. I don't understand. Because I think you pick out of a hat, kind of. You know, a, out of a bag yeah, I'm going to track this receptionist Weird. down and and ask why I why I got screwed in that Secret Santa. But um, that that's an investigation that's waiting to happen. All right, eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. So no gifts on our staff here. Are you going to the um, the Christmas party on uh, December twentieth that our radio company is having? Uh, this is the first I'm hearing about. You it. haven't heard about it. No. I did not. When did, it, it was sent, there was an email that was sent to the whole staff. You didn't get it? Not on my. I didn't get that one. Maybe oh that's just All right, the Maybe you're not invited. Thing. Okay. Sorry. Forget I, I said anything. Forget I said anything. I'll bring you some leftovers. I'm going to investigate now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good luck. All right. Um, forget anybody that wasn't invited. Forget about the last 40 seconds. 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Side at Midnight with Frank Morano.
couple of minutes to the top of the hour. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Well, have you gotten the feeling that your mobile phone reception is getting worse? If so, it is not your imagination. Between April and June of this year, U.S. mobile phone users reported that out of every 100 times they tried to use data, text, or make phone call, they had 11 problems. That's up from nine problems per 100 connections in most of 2020 and 2021. That's according to a report from J.D. Power. All three major carriers, Verizon, T-Mobile, and AT&T, had worse scores on this metric in the first part of 2023 than they had in early 2021. Well, why are things getting worse? You might think, all right, it makes sense in the middle of nowhere, some rural community, not to be able to reach anybody. But in a city like New York or Baltimore, where there, it seems like there's cell phone towers on every corner, why is it in these crowded areas that it's getting worse? Well, apparently that's part of the reason. We are seeing um, a lot in places that have high population volume, especially places that have experienced sudden population growth. The cell phones are using electromagnetic radio waves to send signals from their antennas to an antenna on a relay tower. These waves aren't all that different from those that carry music to your car radio or talk if you're smart. But um, they're even measured on the same frequency, megahertz. Cell phones use frequencies between 600 megahertz and 40 gigahertz. So the higher the frequency, the faster a signal can travel. But these high-frequency signals don't go as long a distance and have a harder time penetrating physical barriers like windows, walls, trees. And if you're in a city that has, say, skyscrapers, that's... Difficult. So the lower the frequency, the easier signal can travel. AM radio tops out at about 1.6 megahertz, and you can keep the same AM station on the radio as you travel extremely far from the radio tower. It's one of the reasons it's so important to make sure AM radio gets saved. And um, But the, the electromagnetic spectrum only has a certain amount of space available on each level of the spectrum. So the the less space available on the low and middle end of the spectrum than on the high end. So low and mid-brand spectrums are very crowded because that's what has been available. And uh, especially Verizon customers are apparently having some specific difficulty for some things that Verizon is doing in urban areas. But if you're one of these people that thinks your cell phone reception is worse than it was a year or two ago... You're not imagining it. You are not imagining it. All right, next hour, I'm going to bring you an honest-to-God conspiracy theory. Your influence counts. Use it. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. 